Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 243 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Rachel is sober in Central Park, literally. She is here to share her journey of sobriety and her story will melt your heart. Rachel explains how simple structured tasks throughout her day made it easier to change her relationship with alcohol. We are excited to welcome Rachel as a new addition to our coaching team. She can be found Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in the Sober Girl Social Club. This is such a great episode. Let's get into it. Rachel, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I am ready to just take a break and relax and restore for the holiday season. What about yourself? I bet New York is just gorgeous right now. It is, except there's no snow. And today there's 60 degrees. (laughs) So it's a little warm. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, you know, the, the leaves are still on the trees. So I'm kind of, it's kind of confusing. You know, you think of New York at the holidays with the snow yeah. and it's cold and it's just not like that. Um, yeah. But New, New York Usually you're bundled up spot. walking around, you know, looking at all the windows and the lights and all the cool, all the tree, the tree lighting. Oh my God. So beautiful. But now you're it just is. doing it with like a lighter coat. So that's cool. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And swarms of people. I, I don't know mm. if you've seen any of the videos, like real sweat circulating online, but there's mm. these crowds c- come and you are you can't even move. You're just like packed like a little sardine in there. No. And maybe you can. Yeah. I mean, it's really scary. <laughs> people. It's like what you think you're coming to. And it's like the beautiful sounds of like people yeah. ice skating and then what it's really like. And people are like standing there. Um it's intense. You have to be like, ready for it. It's like Japan. You're just like packed into a, like a commuter train, just like stuffed. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You know? Talk about anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I used to work right, right. by the tree, like mm-hmm. in a past. And when I was in the poor sobriety days. And yeah. so I was already mad at the world. And then having to go through that crowd after work during rush hour. I mean, it was the worst thing ever. I definitely don't miss those days. Dead. I was already mad at the world. 
Love that. <laughs> Speaking of your before sobriety days, I want to get into like coaching. I know you're a new coach that is coming into our our, um, our circle, our Sober Girl Social Club membership. You're going to be doing Wellness Wednesdays on Wednesday. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, but I want to get a little background. You know, our coaches are there. They're holding space for our members and we rarely get to hear their kind of story or how they came to sobriety so i would love to hear about your bs your before sobriety rachel oh before sobriety rachel <laughs> she was yeah she was a totally different person um mm. you know sometimes i speak to people who get sober and yeah things change but they're pretty much still like the same person i would say i'm a totally unrecognizable human outside inside in every possible way um Whoa. yeah the before sobriety rachel was just she was she had she was fun i guess you could say but she was sure. angry and she mm. was hurt and she was really depressed and sad and hopeless and i i honestly i didn't really think i'd make it past the age of 32 33 like Whoa. it was really dark i could say yeah. that's the word to describe it dark um, I was constantly just looking for the party to numb, to escape. Um, I had such bad anxiety that I literally couldn't do things by myself, like mm -hmm. to the point where I got, I got paranoia. It, it hurt all the time in my chest and I would oh. literally, yeah, I would just stay on the path that I knew no matter what. I never ventured a, a toe out of the comfort zone because yeah. I was terrified of what would happen. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, st I was in a relationship that I got in, in a very weird time in my life. And I stayed in, even though I knew it, it wasn't right because mm -hmm. I was so codependent. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure that, cause I knew I was unhappy already. And that I think yeah. also led me to continue to fuel my numbing because I, I didn't see a way out. Um, so I think back to her a lot. And most of the time when I post on Instagram, I'm speaking to her. Like what yeah. could have helped her if she was just scrolling and saw something like what might have made a little bit of a difference. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone, including me, were, were scared for my life, like all the time. Wow. When did that fear really start? Like, can you pinpoint when, you know, when the anger ramped up, when the fear really came into play? Yeah, I mean, I think the anger and the and the anxiety started really early. It started honestly the first time I drank. The because the first time I drank, I was young. It was the yeah. summer before my freshman year in high school, and that same day I lost my virginity, not planned, and the whole Oof. school found out. My entire school. And everyone talked no. about it. And my someone called my mom about it. She read my diary. I mean, it was it was really Stop. traumatic. Yeah. And um, oh. that was the beginning of my parents got divorced like a month later. And okay. it was I honestly at that point, people had rumors about me like, you know, and I kind of then was like, you know what, I'm going to play into the, the rumors. If they want to say mm. that, you know, I'm the party girl, I'm the fast girl, whatever. I'm just going to be that girl. Like, why even try mm. to be something different? So that yeah. started young. Um, 
And then I went to boarding school because I I was getting into trouble and my my mom sent me to boarding school. Okay. And that helped because I got diagnosed with ADHD. Oh, um, in boarding school? In boarding school. Okay. Yeah. And how did uh, that diagnosis help you? It changed my life. I mean, it really mm. explained why I like I stuck because I was a repeat sophomore in boarding school because I okay. basically had stopped going to school my sophomore year. Okay. And it really explained like why I couldn't pay attention, why I had emotional outbursts, why a lot of the things that I had always gotten in trouble for talking too much in class, like, you know, but still really performing well on tests. So right. I got put on medication and and my whole world changed. So wow. that was a, a big positive. And for a while, I think everyone was like, oh, she's fine now. <laughs> right. But only medication, like it only helps like a tiny piece of the puzzle. Totally. And I was yeah. also in a very, very like, like disciplined, rigid rules. Like we were always being watched environment. Mm. So it was kind of hard to get into trouble. Like, Right. You know, I wasn't going to get kicked out of school, but yeah. So for, for the rest of high school, it was okay. Um, okay. I wasn't, you know, able to really like binge drink or do anything crazy. Right. Um, but then I got to college mm. and that I was love how you said I wasn't able to binge drink or do anything crazy just because you were being babysat. Like if you weren't and you were like, you know, a young teenager or, you know, however we raise our teenagers or not always being monitored 24 seven. I can only imagine. What yeah. That's happen. why I was sent to board. That's why I was sent to boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like I would have parties at my mom's house. Cause my mom felt Whoa. really bad after my parents got divorced because my dad was very much the disciplinarian, like over the top disciplinarian. Okay. My mom was the opposite. So she like Same. felt bad and like let me have parties on the weeknights with my older friends. Yeah. Like we would watch Lost and drink a bottle of pop off. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I'm a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> literally, literally, we would be like, Same. she would be like, you guys need to leave. She'd be like, you guys need to leave. We'd yeah. be like, my friends would be like, Joan, your sweater's so beautiful. Like we love that color on you. And she'd be like, okay, you can stay for another hour. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> love her she's actually sober now by the way she no now way. Is, yeah she actually has her 500 days on my three years in, in a few weeks <laughs> no way that's so awesome yeah we've had so a journey cool. together yeah but um but yeah so she sends me to boarding school because she's like you're you're going crazy I I can't control you and I don't yeah. want you to ruin your life because of yeah. you, you know whatever so that was like a the, huge blessing in disguise. And I'm really grateful every day that I had that opportunity. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but then I go to college and I got, I went to um, Dartmouth up in New Hampshire okay. and I didn't think it was going to be a big party school. I'm like, how, how crazy can it be? It, it, it was, it was a way crazier than I thought. Um, their unofficial yeah. mascot is a keg with a face. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. So, you know, okay. I went crazy. I just partied as much as I could. I, yeah. you know, I, I I started doing, you know, other things besides alcohol also really young. So I had, mm -hmm. you know, where I grew up in Connecticut, like cocaine was huge. Um, So I had access to that. And I mm -hmm. essentially, I eventually became a big druggy drinker, like, like at school. I mean, it was it, mm. that was my reputation. I was the party girl. Like if you needed something, come ask yeah. me. That was yeah. what people knew. 
Um, and it it was touch and go there for my entire college. Like I, um, I had to leave twice for mental health reasons. Um, I, I was assaulted at one point by a friend's boyfriend. I mean, there were, cause I, I would drink so much that I would just fall asleep everywhere. Mm. Not good. No, Uh, my friends called it the Rachel pass out. No. (laughs) Yeah. And just because uh, you fall asleep somewhere does not give anyone permission. No, it was in my own house, too. It was, you know, so this things That's kept happening. Insane. I just always found myself like it was always something. My mom yeah. always said that to me. And now looking back, it truly was always something. Yeah. Um, I was always behind. I was always, you know, needed extensions. And then I would pull all nighters. And, and it was just it was like it took me seven years to finish college. But I did it. <laughs> wow. Okay. But it was a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so after college, I, I, you know, I definitely was drinking way too much at the end because at the end I had gone back. All my friends were gone. I was way older than everyone there. I'm yeah. kind of I didn't want to party with the college kids. So I would just drink by myself. And that's oh. when the drinking by myself started. Must have been like 23, 24. Okay. Uh, so then I came back to New York. And um, I was so depressed for a year, like barely able to do anything, just like partying. You know, my mom would say to me, I, she would be like, I think that drinking makes your anxiety worse. I'd be like, Mom, you know what you're mm. talking about. <laughs> so the only time I don't have anxiety is when I'm drinking. <laughs> right. Uh, and then you know. the next morning is a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I had lots of roommates and all the drama and whatever. Um, I ended up getting a job and it was a really toxic work environment. Everyone just like drank their sorrows away. And mm-hmm. honestly, I thought it was normal. I thought it was normal to binge drink till you b- b- blacked out, passed out, because that's what everyone around me in college did. Yeah. Thought it was normal to go out every night after work and get wasted and, and get home at like two in the morning and wake up at eight in the morning for work or whatever. Like I just thought that's what everyone else did. Right. Uh, Play play hard. Yeah. It it, it was so dumb now looking back. But that's pretty much how my entire 20s were. My whole 20s were just like drinking every night, you know, going to work, super hungover, feeling like crap. And, you know, like the weekends, just like laying on the couch, doing nothing or going Mm -hmm. out. Repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really think that I, I drank my twenties away. Yeah. Same. It's sad, <laughs> but you know, yeah. it's, but it also seemed like, I don't for, I hate for the lack of better words. It seemed normal because everyone else was, I mean, I guess water seeks its own level, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were hanging out with people who were doing the same things and able to enable the, the things that we were doing. You know, we can justify and rationalize Till the cows come home. Um, But at the end of the day, like water seeks its own level. So if you're Mm -hmm. not going to level up, you're going to just kind of. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm. These gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. 
Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. Sink or rise <laughs> to the level of the water around you. That's so true. It's so true. And I think that's also why when people stop their habits and stop drinking, why sometimes everyone around them starts pressuring them or starts freaking out because you surround yourself with people that don't make you feel weird about whatever addiction that you have. Yeah. Right. Totally. Or yeah, like whatever so relationship that you're just continuing and like, it's probably toxic and you probably know that that's why it's like people's response to, you know, if you're not drinking tonight or forever is always about them. It's the biggest tell the biggest tell it's yeah. hilarious it has it really literally nothing about the person who's not drinking it's all no. about their how they take it and their reaction so I always think back so what there was a, a time I was dating you know obviously before I met my ex and I yeah. there was this one guy I went on a date with once in Brooklyn I was living in Brooklyn and we met at the bar and I get there and I'm like okay let's order our drinks and he's like oh I actually don't drink uh but I don't mind if you do and okay. I thought that was crazy. I remember thinking to myself, like, what the hell's wrong with this person? Like, why didn't yeah. I, I was like, why didn't you tell me ahead of time? Like, I was upset. And I remember, yeah. being, I remember being the person that I now help my clients deal with. And I, I think Whoa. back to that sometimes of like, oh my gosh. And it's because I had the drinking problem. Yeah. You totally. know? Yeah. It's just crazy how things can change though, because that version of myself yeah. would have never in a million years thought that my life would become this like 10 years later, like less than 10 years later. I mean, never. Yeah. <laughs> funny oh my God. Shout to out about. to that dude. Yeah, Sorry, seriously. Dude. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I'm so I get it now. I get yeah. it now. But like, <laughs> thanks for being something I can now talk about on podcasts, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, for real. Okay. So what happened? Like what made you change your relationship with alcohol? So, um, I ended up, I went on a trip to Italy with my best okay. friend at the time who actually was already sober and okay. she was in AA. And so I had gone to some meetings with her before, um, her, her 
families in AA. So like I kind of it wasn't like the sober world was something I'd never heard of. Right. Like, sure. I knew people that were sober, but I didn't care. I, I was like, I don't need this. So we're in Italy. I got so messed up. And even though she's sober, I was drinking and partying, whatever. Oof. There was one night where I fell asleep in a club in Capri and she was already back at the hotel and I had to be carried back to the hotel by random Italian men. And I woke up in the bathroom and I remember she was horrified and she was like, I, I, we need to talk about this now. And that was the first time I ever said out loud, I think I have a problem with drinking, mm. but I'm just not ready to stop yet. So that was like 2016. Yeah. So like we get home from the trip. And literally like two days later, um, I lost, I got fired from my job, the toxic one. Uh, yeah. It wasn't actually because of anything I did. Thank God this time it was okay. a whole other reason, but that triggered a huge bender and I okay. went crazy. So we have, my roommate has a party and um, lo- this guy that I was still talking to from Italy had his friend come by the party. That guy ends up ne- becoming my husband later on. Yeah. So we we meet. I become super codependent. I'm like, I, 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 we need to be together. Uh, yeah. And he had to go back to Italy because of visa stuff. So he's like, come with me. It's like, OK. So I go back to Italy with this random person that I barely know. And what? we yeah. And so like a week into no, a few days into the trip, we get into a horrible scooter accident and I couldn't walk. And so his parents had to take care of me for like a few weeks in Italy. I mean, it was all crazy oh but just this kind of stuff that happened to me all the time like yeah. crazy things were just go- always happening yeah so I'm like I I want to be with you like we need to make this work I proposed to him and he's like are you sure like, yeah let's do it I come back to the U.S. I get I apply for us to get a K-1 visa like out okay. of 90 day fiance they say okay he, he we get the K-1 visa he comes over January 2017 and we had 90 days to get married get married on like the 87th day I didn't even tell my parents or my, I didn't tell my dad till afterwards and um yeah so now I have this Italian husband and I keep it a secret and he doesn't really drink like he actually like barely drinks he's okay. pretty much pretty grounded he's pretty you know and so I think that that helped me kind of like not go off the deep end for a while because he was mm. like a kind of a grounding force yeah but as we got to know each other better and I realized that like okay I don't think this is my my person you know but I was kind of into yeah deep, like to go back like a um, little into married deep. <laughs> yep and okay. so that kind of then I was just like depressed and I was like, yeah. what did I do? Whatever. But I'm going to try oh. to make it work. Yeah. And my drinking just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And so COVID right before COVID, we, we, I was going to break up with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I had and I was scared, whatever. New York City, it's so expensive here. It's like you have to really have a plan. If you're, if you're living with somebody like what are you going to do? Yeah. So um COVID happens and lockdown and okay. We, so we leave the city together and I decide this is what I, I, this is what I've been wanting. I have been wanting a break from life because, you know, my sister was getting married. I was the maid of honor. My weight was out of control. My drinking was out of control. I I was miserable at the job I had. Like, I remember my eye was twitching at that point for months and like, it didn't stop twitching. (laughs) Um, It was just not good. 
Yeah. So I, I was like praying for a break and then COVID happened. And I was like, did I manifest this into reality? Like <laughs> I, I really was losing it. Yeah. Um, and so I le- leaned into the drinking. I was like, oh, I can drink whenever. This is what we do during a pandemic. You know, sure. I was eating whatever I wanted. And um, eventually I became unrecognizable. Like I literally looked in the mirror and I did not know who the person was that I saw. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't just the weight. It was just everything. Yeah. Um but I didn't know what to do. And I was like, all right, well, I'll figure it out. So I'm, I'm right. laying in the, my, we were in New Hampshire. My mom has a lake house. We're laying, I'm laying in the pool, the lake drinking by myself with my dog and a man goes running by. And I remember thinking like, what a loser running on such a nice day. <laughs> and a new voice comes into my head that I'd never heard before and was like, yeah. he's not the loser. You're the loser. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm the loser. And Ooh. the boy's like, he's bettering himself and like we're running like you're mm-hmm. literally laying in the lake like a blob drinking all day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I am. And I was like, well, how do I become more like the man? Like, how do I want to get up and like run and work out and be happy? And I was yeah. like, well, he's he's definitely not drinking whiskey until he passes out on the couch every night. Like that's probably just, not. not. Yeah. No. So I remember that was like my moment where I really realized that if I wanted to have any kind of a life that I was happy about or, or proud of, I had to stop drinking. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. So that was like June 2020. Okay. So we end up getting back to the city a few months later. Um, eventually, you know, I'm starting to move my body more. Um, but I weighed like a hundred pounds more than I weigh now. So it was, it was like a lot. And that's significant. Significant. None of my clothes fit me. Like I, it was bad. So I'm walking as much as I can. Like my sister's wedding has been rescheduled for the third time to October, 2021. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I want to get as healthy as I can for her wedding. Like this is time to do this. Like I've been binging all of 2020. Let's see what I can do for 2021. My mom's like, try dry January. Like, like let's do it together. Mm. I was like, no, 
I don't want I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh she she gets me quit like a woman by Holly Whitaker for Hanukkah. Yeah. She's like Chrissy Teigen was holding it on Instagram. Like I thought you might want it. Chrissy Teigen likes it. Thanks. Dad. Okay. Um, right on. So I I drink on the first, I drink on the second. Okay. The third comes and I have a horrendous hangover and I feel like crap and I'm like, "You know what? Maybe I should try dry January." Like, what's the hurt? I yeah. you know, I'm sick of this narrative whatever and so that same day i decided to sign up for weight watchers because i had tried to do it before but yeah. every other time i would just like drink my points that you could have so yes. it never worked so i was like if i'm not drinking then i won't drink the points so maybe yeah. i should just do it all at once like then you ADHD, got a shot yeah but adhd so all or nothing you know i'm like right, right let's let, let's do this so uh, so that's what i that's how i started and um the first Whoa. week kind of sucked right yeah but, for sure but then super uncomfortable that, yeah but then yeah. after that first week and i was and granted there wasn't there weren't parties going on it was still locked down like there weren't activities yeah. that i felt like i was missing whatever after that first week and i started sleeping well and waking up without the hangover and my body couldn't like i would wake up and get be expecting the hangover but then i didn't have it mm. i was like oh i feel amazing and i remember like skipping around my apartment being like what should i do with myself now and yeah. so it started going to Central Park because we finally lived walking distance to it. Yeah. And I didn't know my way around it at all. Like, like zero yeah. percent. And my anxiety kind of was like, you're going to get lost. Just turn around. Just like go to the park whatever. I, I keep going on this journey and I get to the end of the month and I feel so good. I've never my anxiety's never been lower. Yeah. I've never had better sleep. I'm I've already I think I had lost like 10 pounds I nice. just felt like things were changing yeah um and my they best were. friend at the t- they, they were yeah uh but as you said earlier like we surround ourselves with people like us so my best yeah. friend at the time had you know had a really big drinking problem and he I remember we went out and he was like all right ready to get messed up again and I was yeah. like no like I'm not, I, wow. I actually no. why I don't want to ruin how great I feel by having a drink. I yeah. kind of want to just see how long I can go for. And he was like, are you, why? I was like, whatever. So Whoa. I do. Yeah. And I, I keep That's going cool. and, and I kept going to central park every day. And my dog, like he's in a little explorer. And so he kept trying to push me further into the park. And I was like, no, no. And so we kept exploring path by path by path until we were walking like six miles every morning, like rain, sleet, snow, didn't matter. We were going to be there. And I I was like, you know, I just want to get to the wedding and see how how good I can feel. And I that was my goal. And and I kept going in like 100 days. I looked at my ex. We had been fighting. And I was like, this is over. You need to go. We're done. And yeah. he moved out a few months later. And after that, I was on my own. And um, I was scared, but I knew that this is what I was supposed to be doing. I knew I had to go on this journey by myself. I knew I had to kind of like figure out who this new version of myself was going to be since drinking and partying was like the root of my identity for yeah. so long. Um, And wow. then at like eight months, eight, I think it was like eight months, I remember I posted something on my old Instagram account that was about drinking and I had always glamorized it there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt really weird just like continuing to down post sober content. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, it was in this weird between stage. I didn't do yeah. AA. So I didn't have any sober friends. I 
stopped being friends with all my drinking friends and I was alone. So yeah. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll make an Instagram account. Like I'll, I'll just to like hold myself accountable so I don't drink and maybe I'll meet some cool people. I really yeah. want to make some sober friends. And that's when I made the account and I, I called it sober in Central Park because I was literally, it was very literal. Like I was sober yeah, in, in Central Park. <laughs> in the park. She was Every in day. it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. That is so, so cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I think you were actually one of the first accounts I followed. I, I was looking oh. through my following yesterday. I was I don't know why. And uh it's just funny to like see like who inspired us, you know, and who yeah. helped us kind of get to this my dog parking, get to this like, you know, decision. George. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, and now I still even at eight months when I made the account, I would have never imagined that any of this would have transpired from an Instagram yeah. account. Yeah. Never. I mean, you never know, right? Until you actually do it. Like you just got to do it. You got to take the leap of faith. Yeah, you do. I mean, and it's scary, but I mean, it was the best decision I ever made in my life. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. I love that. That is so interesting. I just thought like, oh, she lives in New York. Like that's, you know, a fitting name, but wow. It's such a story. Like it's such a meaningful impactful story thank That's you really cool. I, the so walking meaning. the walking saved my life I mean yeah I just walked as and that's how I lost all the weight was literally walking it was walking what? changing yeah it was just walking changing the way I ate through Weight Watchers and not drinking yeah. I started working out with a trainer at like a month before my sister's wedding once a week outside on the East River just yeah. to like, so, but I had already lost a bunch of the weight. It was literally walking. It wow. was crazy. That's amazing. Know. Good for you, Rach. I'm so proud yeah. of you. That's so Thank cool. You. Thank so you. Now, like present day, you're a coach, you're helping, you're motivating, you're inspiring other women to also change their relationship with alcohol. Yeah. Maybe go for a walk, yeah. maybe do something else, like find these tools, something to find that whatever works for you. Yeah. And also to just be, be that person that can tell them there is hope. Like, mm-hmm. listen, if I could do this, you can do this. Um, You know, it's not, you know, it's a little bit different now that we're not in lockdown. I do think that that yeah. was actually a really big advantage for me because I didn't have the temptations of like the work party, the wedding, the trip, like like that just wasn't happening. So I was kind of stuck yeah. in that hibernation mode that I think you have to go through when you first stop drinking. Um, but I have in the past few years, I think, really learned some valuable tools and ways to shift your mindset because that's what yeah. I've realized it all comes down to is how how we see situations like instead mm-hmm. of i can't drink i choose not to drink right yeah. like just even that one little way of it changes how you feel yeah um, well i saying i can't do something is so it just sucks the power out of it it's like it's yeah. not it's not a choice it's like i'm willingly like i just ca- i can't do this like i don't have the power autonomy over my own body that's bullshit. You totally do. But we also need to like be almost like our own lawyer, right? And like prove these cases, prove why we should make these healthier choices. Yeah. So it's true. It's true. And and I also mindset. 
The other thing, though, is the way we talk to ourselves. Mm. Um, because I had horrible self-talk before any of this. Like, I was always beating myself up and I was so hard on myself. Like, I, I'm so stupid. I'm dumb. Why did I do that? Like, that's yeah. blah, blah, blah. And when I, so before I stopped drinking, my therapist at the, she's still my therapist. Mm -hmm. uh, she was like, you need to say affirmations. And I was okay. like, no, I'm not saying affirmations. <laughs> and I remember no. her like, yeah, I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, can you please just try? So I remember like standing in front of the mirror and being like, you, I am strong, like crying, like because I didn't believe these things. And um, yeah. but eventually I kept saying them over and over and over. And then I started like believing them. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, the way we talk to ourselves is actually like the most important piece of all of this. Yeah. So if we're not kind to ourselves, then we're not going to do things that are good for us. We're just going to – you can't bully yourself into change. Yeah, totally. I mean, we're basically yeah. hypnotizing ourselves either into, with like negative self-talk or positive self-talk. So you're going to do it either way. <laughs> so might as well just choose a positive because it's going to work out way better for you. And your therapist bill is going to be way lower. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And it's like, yeah. you know, and then I got really spirit. I've always was spiritual, but yeah. I never was at, like, you know, I could never, I think, get past a certain point. And mm -hmm. so when I stopped drinking, then I realized like, whoa, manifestation is real. Like the law mm. of attraction is real. Like we are frequency, we're energy. We are able to tell the universe what we want. We are able to like, like raise our vibrational frequency. And that yep. can really happen when you stop drinking. So like, I oh, became yeah. like obsessed with like listening to sleep frequencies all night. You know, I, I was always like a crystal girly, but like, you know, I, I just got way more into the manifest, the, the spiritual side of everything. Yeah. So a lot of t my coaching kind of will, uh, I tell people like, if you're from New York, you kind of have to say, this is really woo woo. <laughs> go into the woo-woo love it, love it. Uh, yeah and a lot of times yeah. I think people just don't even know what they want and that's half the battle is even figuring out what do you want your life to look like yeah agreed totally Rachel one more question for you to anyone who is listening to us right now who is maybe thinking of changing their relationship with alcohol or going through the motions what piece of advice could you offer Take that first step. Do not be scared to try. And if it doesn't work out the first time, don't be scared to try again and try again. It doesn't always happen on the first time. Like for me, I don't know why it did. Like they, I am very grateful, but the majority of the people that I work with and then I talk to, it takes a few times. It takes getting back up there and, and, and trying either or try something a little bit different, try a different support group. Mm. But it's really hard to do this on your own. And you don't have to do this alone. There are like so many resources out there that yeah. aren't just AA. And because if that doesn't speak to you, there are other options. So find yes. the one that works for you. Totally. Different strokes for different folks. Totally. Uh, Rachel, <laughs> where can we find you on the World Wide Web? Find me at Sober in Central Park. Uh, mainly on Instagram. I, I'm trying to get into TikTok, but it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not for me yet. Um, and Wednesdays for Wellness Wednesdays. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. In the Sober Girl Social Club. Rachel, thank you so, so much for taking your time and sharing your experience and knowledge with us. 
This has been such a great conversation. So thank you. Thanks so much for having me. How fantastic is Rachel? And I'm so excited that she has joined our coaching team and a Sober Girls Social Club membership. If you would like to join the membership, head to asobergirlsguide.com to sign up today. Thank you so much for listening. Remember that sharing is caring. If you know a friend, a family member, or loved one who needs to hear this episode or any of our other episodes, please make sure to share it along. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide and head to asobergirlsguide.com. We got your back at any stage of your booze-free journey. We got you covered. Head to asobergirlsguide.com now. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.